This is Cody Smith, and you're listening to the Virtuous Fitness Podcast. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Virtuous Fitness Podcast. Today, I am going to share some insights from essentially 10 years of coaching. So I've been in the game for quite a long time, and I've coached people at all different levels. Um, whether it be competitive, whether it be general pop, whether it be fat loss, muscle gain, uh, doesn't really matter. I've been coaching in the game for a long time. And what I've seen is just a bunch of similarities across the board of all those people that are both healthy and successful. And I want to share some of the things that I've seen in my years of coaching. And then um, as you're listening to this, I hope that at least a few of them will resonate with you and you will be able to use it in your life to uh, improve and to, to be more healthy. Because ultimately, you know, if one person listens to this show and they gain something from it, it doesn't really matter. Um, and, and I always try to remind myself of that because I actually got my, we, if you go and you look at some of the reviews, um, we had our first negative review the other day. And it really kind of made me think like, you know, number one, for a person to take the time to go and to leave a negative review is, is really silly because I can't think of how, you know, free information can really do harm to anybody. Um, and if the show's not good, don't listen to it anymore, right? It's pretty plain and simple. I do it all the time, and we always find stuff that doesn't resonate with us or doesn't work for us. Um, but, the, you know, this person took the time to go out and to leave a negative review, and it just kind of, number one, just reminded me that uh, it, it kind of refreshed and, and made me remember that whether anybody values gets value from this or not, if one single person listening to this show <clears throat> excuse me, gets something out of it, then you know I'm doing my uh, I'm doing my due diligence and I'm doing my job here. So uh, again, uh, never claim to be an expert, but I've been doing this for a long time. I've had a lot of successful clients, and uh, that will continue to be my purpose. Whether one or fifty or hundreds or thousands of people listening to this, the show will continue. Um, and, and I want to thank those of you who have stuck with me. So, speaking of which, I need your help. First and foremost, go ahead and give me a five star rating and review. You want to give a one star? Cool, totally fine. Would prefer a five, but go ahead and give us a rating review. Let us know what you like about the show. That's how we, you know, keep moving the show and keep pushing it forward and keep getting out free information to you guys. And then the second thing you do would be to take a screenshot on your phone and then share it on your Instagram story or your Facebook story. Either one is completely fine. You can text it to a friend. Ultimately, we just want to get this show in the hands of more people. So take that screenshot, post it on your story, and go ahead and tag me in it. I am at Coach Cody Smith. And um, again, the reason why we do that is because somebody in your circle right now could benefit from hearing this episode and it could be the, you know, that that push on the, the, the pendulum to kind of swing it from, you know, whether they're in crisis, whether they're struggling in their training and nutrition, you know, that could be the one push to get them to go the other way. So let's go ahead and post on your story. And then without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the show. So today I'm going to share 10 things that I believe a healthy person does. And again, this is just a list that I've compiled um, just through working with hundreds of clients and, and, you know, just similarities that I've seen across the board. And, and know that as you listen to this, you may be doing some of these things already. You may not. Some of them may not even be on your radar as to, you know, something that you would want to even try. But ultimately, one to two, maybe even three or four of these things, or shoot, all of them could resonate with you and could be impactful for you to help to start to improve things. And, and I would I would add that as I'm going through this list, if you're not doing any of, the, any of these and you do want to start doing some of these things, 
Uh, all I can tell you would be to pick one or two of them, you know, work on establishing that in your life for a week or two, and then move on to another one, and then start to stack these different habits in your life. Don't feel like you have to go and do all of them today, <clears throat> but ultimately the goal would be to start doing all of these, if not a lot of these every single day, because uh, I'm here to tell you that as I look at this list and as I look at these pieces of the puzzle, these are all uh, very important and um, you know, every successful or healthy person that I know does a vast majority of these um, items here. So um, let's go ahead and jump into number one. So the first thing that I find that a lot of people do is they plan their first meal. So when you think about planning your first meal, most people immediately go to breakfast. Now, I am a proponent of thinking that most people should eat breakfast every day. I just think it's important that, you know, you've been fasted all night. If you're a person that is really pushing the envelope in your life, you want to be more healthy, more fit, more strong, all of those things. It's important that after you've been fasted for a good period of time, to go ahead and make sure that you get some food in your body. And that's just a good idea from a recovery standpoint, because when you fast, when your body doesn't have those things, you know, you, you, it could be in a place to where it's pretty catabolic and, and, you know, starting to feed on itself. Now that's a, that is a very extreme case. And, you know, some would make the argument that, you know, digestion takes, you know, a long time and, you know, it goes on for, you know, as much as like 17 to 18 hours. But, I just think that it's a good way, it's a good rule of thumb to eat breakfast right when you wake up. Now, for, for more reasons than that, if you are a person that does fasting and things like that, when I say something like plan your first meal, all I'm simply saying is that you need to make sure that you start your day off you know, in a planned and organized fashion, right? Because I, I find that how you start your day is often how you finish your day. So if you start your day kind of, you know, behind the eight ball, you're not planned, you're kind of just throwing a meal together and running out the door before you need to go to work. I find that that will carry on throughout your entire day. It's likely um, that if you messed up and you didn't really plan your breakfast and you're not organized there, that that will go on through lunch and your snacks and your dinner and your nighttime snack. Like the, the, the snowball kind of accrues as you go out throughout the day. And a lot of times it starts with just making sure that you have a solid plan from the you know the beginning of the day and then moving forward. And then another thing about it is like if you're a person that wants to be productive, that wants to be on fire for that day, starting your day with a win, starting your day with you know sitting down, having a nice solid breakfast, and then going into your day in an organized and, and kind of a winning fashion, you're more than likely to crush your entire day. And an example of that would be you know, this morning I woke up on time, got my, my walk in with my son, managed to get my other boy up and, you know, we kind of put the house together. We have this kind of this routine to where the, uh, my sons will kind of clean and do their different chores that they need to. One son is responsible for cleaning the living room. The other son is responsible for doing dishes and we work as a, as a cohesive unit to execute on the day. So while they were doing that, I was going through the the work of, you know, cutting up fresh vegetables, cutting up some turkey sausage, and I was going to make an egg white omelet. Now, as I was preparing for that egg white omelet, um, I was also getting my son's breakfast ready and they were finishing up. It was just a very good, like, I felt like I was winning as a dad this morning. And, you know, then once everything was finished, I got them fed. They went downstairs, started working on their um, homeschool work. And I sat upstairs with a nice hot cup, hot cup of coffee 
uh, my omelet, big glass of water, and I listened to a podcast as I was eating. And it was just like, I, I, I felt like I really started my day on fire and with the wind. And that came after my morning routine. So just feeling really good today. Um, feeling so good, in fact, that I'm going to record three different episodes uh, through the two podcasts that I, that I host. So uh, point being is that I plan my meal for the first day. And I also go figure have a planned lunch and a planned snack and a planned dinner. Like all these things are already set in motion. So by the end of today, I should have a very productive and successful day. And that all started, in my opinion, with me planning my first meal of the day. So that's the first one that I wanted to try to jump on for today. Number two, um, the healthiest people I know drink more water. Now we could go into the, the benefits, you know, healthy skin, um, you know, fluid in your joint, removes bodily waste controls uh, body temperature that's really important during summer. Like I could go into all those benefits. It also helps with fat loss. But I just find that a person that drinks more water and drinks enough water is less likely to overconsume calories every day. And, and, and the reason why I say that is because, you know, in life we are very susceptible to these highly palatable foods, you know, things that are very salty, things that are sugary. And we may find ourselves sometime in this situation to where, we are going to overconsume calories. Now, when we are constantly drinking water and filling ourselves up there, we kind of work on that fixation of having something in our hand or consuming something. And then we also tend to just fill up our body. And, and when we fill up our body, we find ourselves eating less food. So when we drink more water, we're also less likely to drink more energy, to drink less energy drinks, to not drink soda, to not have any sort of other sugary be uh, beverage. Uh, the, the benefits for what water does for us is really important. So a good rule of thumb, um, you know, if you want to keep it really simple, you can say, you know, if you are a smaller person, you might want to drink about a half a gallon of water a day. If you're a larger person, you might want to drink a gallon of water a day. Um, if, you're, if you're not currently doing this and you start to consume a lot of water, make sure that you are aware that you will be running to the restroom, the restroom more frequently. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of people will go along the lines of saying to drink half of your body weight in ounces. If you, you know, have a hydro flask or you have some sort of thermos that you use for water and you know exactly how many ounces it is, go ahead and take account to, you know, what is your body weight? Try to drink at least half of it. That's another way that you can cut it. But ultimately, just drinking enough water is something that I see a ton of people do. I don't see a lot of the, you know, who I, who I would consider healthy walking around with a soda or an energy drink in their hand all the time. Those people are just, um, that, that they got, you know, room to grow and to work on in that department. So that'll be number two. <clears throat> all right. Number three, healthiest people I know walk more guys. Walking is a, just a very simplistic way to, um, you know, to burn calories, to, to increase your neat, to, um, raise your energy levels, improve recovery, digestion, your mood, um, your, your mental acuity, like just going for a walk just helps you to kind of clear your mind and to relax. Um, I find that people that go outside and walk more, um, are typically just ha a little bit happier, right? They spend some time being out, being movement or, or you know, creating movement. It's just a, a very healthy thing to do. Um, and I can think of, uh, one of my good buddies, his name is, um, Van, he actually started this show with me. I'm not sure if he still listens to the show anymore or not, but uh, hears me talk about this crap all the time. But, um, you know, he used to tell me back in the day, he would always kind of make this joke. He would be like, you know, <clears throat> my doctor said that if I want to be healthy, all I need to do is work 30, walk 30 minutes a day. Now, I used to always give him, you know, give him a, a lot of, um, a, a lot of crap about that because I just don't think that, you know, just 
simply walking alone as a standalone fitness regimen. Um, now for some that may be a good, you know, a good thing. You could add in things like weight best walks and stuff like that. But in general, adding walking to something is a very good and productive thing. And, and I remember him saying that to me all the time. And then um, as he heard me start to talk about it a little bit more with clients, with, you know, here on the show, I wrote a blog about it. As I started talking about these things a little bit differently, he kind of reminded me, he was like, he's like, I've been talking about that for years. And, and you know, we always kind of have this joke. But ultimately, uh, guys, if you want to find yourself improving and, and just being a little bit more healthy, both you know, mentally and physically, just simply going for a walk a few times a day is a good thing to do. Um, you could do something like walk for 10 minutes a day, three times a day. You could walk for 30 minutes straight. You could uh, you know, set you know, little timers to where throughout the day you go on five-minute walks. I mean, there's a bunch of different ways you can cut it. Some people go with step goals, somewhere between eight and 10,000 steps a day. I personally like to shoot for 10,000 steps a day. I prefer to get a lot of my steps in walking with a uh, 20 pound weight vest. I just find that um, it's very refreshing for me to throw my weight vest on. And my, you know, this morning my son and I went on a walk, like I said uh, in the beginning of the show. And um, it takes me about 15 minutes to walk from my house to the, the front of our road. We kind of live off on a, a side road and uh, that walk down, it feels really good because you're going downhill, <clears throat> but as you come back, you're actually climbing the entire time. So that 15 minutes down and back turns into to quite, the, quite the trip. So in a weight vest, up and down the road three times, I get my 45 minutes in. I shoot for 45 minutes right now because I'm doing a program called uh, 75 Hard, which means that I every single day for the past 40, well, what day am I on? 70, hmm. I think I'm on day 66, actually. So I've got nine days left, but for the past 66 days, I have worked out twice a day for at least 45 minutes. So one just very simple workout or you know movement I do for the day is to go walk for 45 minutes with my weight vest, and I prefer to do my road that way that I'm walking uphill and having to work really hard. And um, I really enjoyed it, and I can say that I'm currently entering into a phase in my diet to where I'm going to do something called a mini cut, and I actually got this idea from uh, my guy, Jeremiah Bear, and um, I'm going into a mini cut. I have a pretty significant um, deficit for uh, my diet right now, and um, running and a lot of hard weight training is probably out of the question, so I opted to go for just walking a few times a week, and uh, or once a day, and that's something that I've kind of added in. So, guys, moral of the story, walk more, aim to get a step goal of eight to 10,000 steps, or at least 30 minutes of extra walking on top of what you do every day, and it's likely that you'll have, um, you'll feel a lot better, you'll have more energy, things will just go more towards positive and uh, further away, f- away from um, the negative. Number four, unplug more. Um, This goes without saying that technology is both good and bad. Technology is good because, number one, it connects us. I mean, you're listening to this show because of technology. You're throwing earbuds in your ears and you're allowing your mind to expand and to grow and to, you know, become more educated on training and nutrition. That's a good thing. But where it's a bad thing is that that often becomes our our normal, meaning we spend a lot of time on our phone scrolling. We spend a lot of times talking, texting checking social media, checking emails, uh, the, the list goes on. It, there's always a phone or uh, iPad or technology or something in my face. 
uh, or in anybody's face, really. <clears throat> but the when we unplug more, when we get out of that constant blue light, when we get away from this very highly addictive um, technology, I mean, if you really think about it, you know, things like the iPhone, the iPad, your MacBook, any sort of computer, the TV, like these things are meant to suck you in and for you to want to both buy more of them and to be on them constantly, which wears them out, which makes you want to buy more anyway. So these devices are literally made for you to be um, addicted to them. Now, there are healthy addictions and there are less healthy addictions. I would consider technology to be something that is good and mostly positive, but it's also very, um, it can be a very negative thing if it is overdone. So. Um, uh, the, the healthiest people I know are able to untie themselves um, from their technology as often as they can so that they can be present with their families, with their selves, in their own thoughts, with their kids. Like that's just something that's super important. So remember to unplug a little bit more if you're looking to be a little bit more healthy. Number five, growth-minded people tend to be more healthy. Now, there, there's really... Um, there's two different mindsets, right? There's the, the fixed mindset and then there's the growth mindset. The fixed mindset is pretty much like, you know, you, you have to accept that, you know, you are a certain way. Whereas a growth mindset is a person that is always seeking to expand and to grow. I find that the people that are most successful and most happy, happy are, um, are very growth minded. They don't think in the terms of, you know, winning or losing. They think in the terms of winning or learning, right? So, when you think about that one statement or that, that one idea of winning and learning or learning, that means that you do something, you are able to accomplish it, you win at it, or you don't accomplish it, you don't complete it, and you learn. You learn a way that doesn't work so that you can change, you can modify, you can reassess, and then you can course correct to go and to do it the correct way so you can learn. Right, so or so that you can win. So a growth-minded person thinks in either winning or learning, not winning or losing. Now, when we say growth-minded, people are also um, people are also extremely. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, they always examine themselves. They always think, you know, that um, how can I be better in certain aspects? Where am I dropping the ball? Where am I not as good as I could be? Where could I be better? Like those people, um, are typically growth minded. So when you, when you want to be more healthy, when you want to have more vitality, when you want to have more success and to do cooler things in your life, you have to always be pushing to be more growth minded than not. Okay. Number six, healthy people take sleep more seriously. So I could go on for six hours about the, the benefits of sleep. I mean, um, just to, to, to name a few, it, you know, it increases your fat loss. It helps with recovery. It helps with mental acuity. Um, it improves hormone health. Sleep is something that is um, often forgotten, but the most important piece. So if you're a person looking to build muscle, looking to learn more, to lose more fat, to perform at a higher level, no supplement, no meditation, no workout program. None of these things are even going to come even close to sleeping well and, and sleeping enough and then sleeping with really high quality. That's obviously going to start with having good sleep hygiene. 
meaning you know going to bed with it as dark as possible not having it too hot in your room keeping technology and blue light uh, to a minimum or away from you uh, not sticking your face in a, in a screen you know up to 45 minutes to 60 minutes before bed and then getting into bed and, and doing the best you can to relax your mind and to calm down good sleep hygiene and a, having high quality and quantity of sleep or just simply paying attention to it are something that I find a good amount of healthy people um, spend time working on. All right, number seven, healthy people build muscle and lift weights. You guys, we got to remember that just because a person runs, you know, I hear this all the time. It's constant. It drives me nuts. I hear Oh, they're super healthy. They run marathons and stuff, or they run triathlons and stuff. And I'm here to tell you that sometimes the person that runs constant marathons, that runs for hours on end, or you know does tons of cardio only, they likely aren't actually very healthy. They likely are stressing their heart so much to where it's probably a bad thing. Because we know that hands down, the, the biggest contributor to a very vital and healthy person is actually lifting weights and building muscle. Lifting weights and building muscle helps to improve your metabolism. It's directly correlated to longevity and improves hormones. Um, it, it helps you fight insulin resistance by you building muscle, which burns extra calories, which helps to take some of those um, carbohydrates in as you consume them, which regulates. I mean, these things all kind of work hand in hand. And, um, it's the, the, in my opinion, the number one effective thing for, uh, for having a good, clean, you know, healthy body. So, um, I want to pay attention. I want you guys to kind of shine a light on that, pay attention in your life that like at a minimum, you should be doing at least two days a week of, you know, full body training at a minimum. Now, any sort of programming that I give for clients, any sort of way that, I approach training is always going to have a weightlifting slash resistance training, um, muscle building bias always. And, and that's how I help clients lose weight. That's how I help clients build muscle. That's how I help clients perform at a higher level. That's how I help men to be bigger, stronger leaders, fathers, and husbands. Like I use weight training to teach life lessons. I mean, they're, they're, the, the benefits just go on for hours and hours and hours. Building muscle and lifting weights is what every single healthy person that I know does um, to create a, you know, a, a better body and a better life. So uh, build muscle, lift weights, guys, is the message there and, and one of the most important ones on this list. All right, number eight, um, get outside, guys, get outside. Going outside in Washington, if you if you live in Washington, it's kind of a challenge because you know at this time of the year there's uh, tons of rain and tons of clouds everywhere, which can be a challenge. But getting outside um, does a, a lot of different things for your body. In most cases, it means that you're going to be getting more vitamin D. Um, but at the at the base level, um, you know, getting outside helps to decrease inflammation, puts you in a better mood, um, and the most important thing is it improves your circadian rhythm. So. A lot of times as people, we spend a lot of our, a lot of our, you know, day that we are awake indoors, out of the sunlight, out of, you know, nature, out of everything. And it actually kind of confuses our body because our body is, you know, from the dawn of time, we wake with the light and we go to sleep with the night. 
but now we have tons of artificial light at all periods of the day and it really makes our body confused as to when it's supposed to be awake and when we're supposed to be asleep and then if you factor in that a person in a lot of cases is very um, high stress then that just adds into the issue so um, getting outside as often as you can helps with just that very thing so that can go hand in hand with your walk that can go hand in hand with you know just simply going outside for a stretch in between you know work projects or um, you know taking your kids outside to play I mean they can look a different way a bunch of different they can look at look like a bunch of different things but ultimately getting outside fairly often is going to be a good plan to help you to be just a little bit more healthy all right number nine healthy people work to be more mobile and flexible okay now what i mean by that is not that you need to be you know like a a a yoga person or um you you know you need to have joints and, and muscles that are like gumby but all i am simply saying is that you work to be more flexible and more mobile in your body that helps to decrease pain ultimately that uh that uh improves the quality of your life helps with posture Um, When you're more mobile and more flexible, you're more likely to exercise fairly often because you're not in pain when you move. A lot of people and a lot of clients that I've come across typically will actually stay away from training for a good period of time. And, and And I get this a lot when people come into my gym is that a lot of people will stay away from training because it hurts. You know, they have knee issues, they have hip issues, they have back issues. You know, you can make the argument that they just exercise a less efficient way for a lot of years. And, and that's the value in a coach. Um, if you are a person right now that has, um, you know, pain in your joints and, you, you know, exercising is kind of a chore for you, um, then I would encourage you to get a coach. We do online and in-person coaching. You can click the link in the in the show notes here and you can fill out an application and find out how we can help you. Um, we get free strategy calls to everybody. So that's one thing. That's one way. But the, the, the biggest thing here is that um, just simply start to stretch a little bit more, you know, pick one to two things that you know, are in pain right now. And then you could just simply go online and say, like, let's say for an example, you have back pain, go online and to, to a YouTube channel or to Instagram or to Facebook or to really anywhere and just type in the search bar, you know, mobility for back pain. There's going to be <clears throat> tons of different resources that you can pick up and you can follow. And um, once you pick up those resources, pick one to two things and do it three to four times a week. It's really that simple. And because with mobility, you're not going to get this crazy change the first time you do it. Where the changes come from is from the consistency of doing those things over and over and over again. Um, and, and, and your body, you know, a lot of times we, we change our training because our body adapts to it. And, and that is a bad thing if we want to continuously build muscle. But when it comes to mobility, when your body adapts to that, then that means that your flexibility is improving and you want to continue to do that. So, um, Pick a couple things that you can work on. Pick a couple exercises or a couple movements that you will do to improve those things. And then do it continuously for the next several months and just watch it improve. And watch how much more interested you would be in exercising. Watch how much better you feel. Um, Watch how getting out of bed doesn't hurt as much anymore. I can think of many times where I actually wouldn't do a back squat with a barbell on my back because my hips hurt so bad. But now, doing a squat or any sort of squatting movement is not something that I'm, you know, I get anxious about anymore because it doesn't hurt when I squat anymore. It's because I took the time. I spent an entire 90 days spending 15 minutes a day working on my hip mobility and and go figure those things got better. So 
Um, you know, moral of the story, work to be more mobile and flexible if you want to be more healthy in your life. All right, number 10. This is the last one that we'll go through, and um, I hope that some of these, as we've gone through them, have been helpful for you. Um, the last one here, healthy people practice mindfulness. Now, when it comes to mindfulness, you could tie this to um, personal development too, but when we speak mindfulness, <clears throat> the type of things that we're talking about are prayer, you know, meditation, gratitude, um, any sort of time you spend working on your mental clarity and your mental abilities. Um, we know that um, the 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 more uh, the the more you work on your mentality and your mindset, it's actually studies that show that it actually lowers it lowers almost all causes of mortality, just simply practicing mindfulness. So. A good way to start, a way that I actually started, which was just simply journaling. I would write about things that are stressing me out, things that were on my mind. I would often brain dump at night all the things that I was worried about. I can think of, you know, probably, gosh, it's probably been like four years now, where I worked out so much chasing the competitive CrossFit dream that I would often lay in bed at night until two, three in the morning, and I couldn't fall asleep, but I was exhausted. And, and that was basically because I had a, a business that was in its infancy and I had a lot of clients and I was also training a lot and I was very stressed out and I was very, um, I was always in this place to where I was in this sympathetic state and my body just couldn't shut down because of the stress, because of all the training. Now, the, the first thing I added in was meditation and then obviously uh, decreasing my training on top of that. But I will tell you that meditation was a challenge at first. I couldn't shut my brain off. There's even some days now where I just can't shut my brain off. But um, just simply starting to work on slowing my mind down before bed really started to, to pay dividends in my life. And I found myself falling asleep better and, and just starting to feel better in general over time. And that just all came from uh, I, I followed a three-minute guided meditation every single day, seven days a week. I would pop my earbuds in. I would do the meditation. And then I would go get in bed. And that was so impactful for me. And, and nowadays, you can find me doing meditation and working on prayer. And um, those are things that have, have really helped me to just get more clear in my mind as to who I want to be and who I want to become um, and, and the, the way that I want to show up for those around me. So practicing mindfulness is a very key element to being a healthy person. Okay. So you guys, that are the those are the 10... Uh, you know, kind of bullet points as to what I've found with most of the healthy people that I've met in my 10 years of coaching. I hope that that was helpful to you. And I hope that as I went through those, some of those you were writing them down and you're going to, you know, start to work on them in your life. Um, so that's all I've got for you today. I appreciate you spending your time with me and I will see you on the next episode. Bye everybody. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today and tuning into the Virtuous Fitness Podcast. I release episodes every single week. You can find me at Coach Cody Smith in the gym at Virtuous Fitness WA on Instagram to stay up to date with all things Virtuous Fitness. Before you go, head over to iTunes and give this show a rating and review. That is how we grow this show and make it even more impactful for you. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode.